2: Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Let's begin your reading. I sense you are out of a relationship. Yes, with my big name wireless carrier. That's why I switched to Xfinity Mobile. They can even save you hundreds a year on your wireless bill.
3: I definitely foresaw all this.
1: Switch to Xfinity Mobile, the fastest mobile service with
3: 5G and millions of Wi-Fi hotspots. And now get two lines of Unlimited for just $30 a line per month. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash fastest mobile. Xfinity Internet Required compares 5G plans of top three carriers, taxes and fees extra. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage. Data thresholds may vary.
4: Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another episode of Spurs Chat where we will be discussing the Tottenham uh, hotspur nimble draw away at Brentford at the Brentford Community Stadium in the Premier League today. Uh, Before I introduce my three very special guests, if you're watching this on YouTube, please do hit that subscribe button and also uh, like and share as well. If you're listening to this on an audio platform, do hit that follow button and leave a review if you can. Let's introduce the three guests, um, all returning guests to the channel. First of all, we've got actor Ricky Norwood. Ricky, how are you? And many congratulations. You passed your driving test this week.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you. It's a long time coming, but we got there in the end. Yes, I'm certified. I've got the certificate. And um, don't you worry every watcher and listener. Now that I can have a car and got sat now, I'm not going to get lost. I know which ones are home games and I know which ones are the away games. I'm not getting lost anymore. All right. So let me just get Ricky, in there before you, anybody else
4: you, does. You ruined my next line. I was just about to give See? you joke. You got there first. You got there first.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Well,
4: our next guest is in the car, exactly like me. Uh, Darren Hart, also actor. You've seen him in many adverts in his latest film, Pirates. Darren, how are you?
0: Um, I'm alright gentlemen, I'm alright, I've been better, I've been a lot better, but I'm all right, And I'm going to find a positive, I'm going to find one, I'm looking That's why I stayed in the car, this is my happy space
4: Good, good, well we need some positivity today from you Darren Uh, We have also got returning guest, um, Italian journalist and pundit uh, with Football Station and uh, Football Italia Simone, Simone, welcome back to the channel, how are you doing?
3: I'm fine, I'm fine Chris, nice to see you, once again, Fantastic
4: Right. Ricky, let's get into the football. Brentford nil, Tottenham off nil. What did you make of the game?
1: Bro, I um, was thoroughly disappointed. Um, I was frustrated. I was angry, Um, especially after last week. The fact that we couldn't see a response, a response that we needed, it actually felt like Nuno took back over. It felt like Nuno took the team over from last week. We didn't get a shot on target. And then it's like he's continued this week. I don't know whether he's part of the fitness team or the coaching team or whether we've got him in the back door. I don't know what's happened. But um, I was actually really frustrated, especially with the other results going against us this week. Um, The only positive that I can kind of see is that we didn't lose for the first time. We've had a draw in the first time for ages. And the away crowd, the away crowd were on top. They were singing. They were lively. They supported that team. They tried to sing him up. They tried to sing him on, and it just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. But very frustrating day, my friend.
4: Ricky, I didn't expect those words. Is Nuno back? You, you're normally <laughs> one of the most you're normally one of the most positive Spurs fans I know.
1: I know, bro. I know. But you know what it is? It's like it, it's because it hurts. It's because it hurts. It's because like we get to this stage, we start banging some goals, we start looking good, we start looking solid. You know um yeah there's still a few niggles yeah there's still a few areas of improvement which i'm sure we'll get on to but you know there there was a look about us against villa that was like we're going for it and we're going to fight for it and we've got a dangerous front three, and you know the midfield was working and, I, and then i just don't know what's happened honestly um watching that today it just i was angry the whole way through mate um brentford looked like they were going for the top 4 they looked like the more likely to score they looked the more creative um they pressed us high they they really caused us trouble you know every random bounce went to a brentford player every little niggle went to a brentford player every time that we had the ball and we dallied on it they nicked it off of our toes do you know what i mean and broke on us so It's just my feelings, bro. It's just like I'm in my feelings today. I'm just frustrated and angry and again, I was swearing at the TV like a trooper, my friend. Like Too much. So, I've had a little time to calm down before the show. So, hopefully we can get some perspective on the game.
4: Darren, let's come to you. Your your thoughts, um, you know, that is now 180 minutes of football without a shot on target from Tottenham.
0: Yeah, it was was shocking. That that kind of stat is, is shocking to hear. What I was trying to do was put a different kind of perspective on today. And we played a side that is very well organised and is is on form right now. Three wins on the bounce. Also, they come into London and no one beat them. Like They're dealt with everybody. They play very good football. And I think what had happened is what I thought this season has been for everybody. We played a couple of games that looked great and we were buzzing in our heads as Spurs fans. Then... You get the result that doesn't go our way. And everyone's like, oh, sugar. wills have come off the bus. It's all a mess. It's all a hot mess. And today highlighted so many things for me in terms of why, if we get top four, of course, it's a luxury and it's an amazing feat, but it's an overachievement for this team and this squad. And it is all about next season. I think it's where everyone's getting reality checks this season. And that was another reality check for us. And I think there's so much to break down. Yes, there was was how many minutes? 100 and whatnot minutes now we're about to shot on target. What I realised in the two games, the Brighton game and this game, is that teams have now worked out something that I've looked at and I've spotted. And they're they're filling the gap that Kane wants. They're sitting a man in that gap and saying, Harry, the gap doesn't exist anymore. Now what are you going to do? And what we've realised is we have a lot of support men. We don't have a lot of people who want to take the game by the scruff of its neck and run it. Harry wants to do that. But no one else does. So when no one's doing it, the game ends up what we get today. Nil-nil. Or, as it could have been today, they could have nicked it. And that is something that we we know is there. And it's very apparent right now. And it's something that is going to be Jekyll and Hyde for these last few games of the season. Because not everyone's going to be able to do what Brighton and and these guys did today. Not everyone's going to have that centre midfielder who is going to be as disciplined as they were. But it's going to be an up and down into the season. And I'm going to say it now because I'm starting strong. I'm still backing us to get fourth because I don't feel this roller coaster is over, but we can see where our problems are. And Leicester are not going to play that way. Liverpool are not going to play that way. And these are games where suddenly we're going to have a different kind of feel about them and there's going to be different energy about them. So I can see why we're all upset today, gentlemen. I'm upset too. Don't get it twisted. But I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. I really can. Speaking of light, let me add (laughs) some.
4: Simone, your thoughts on today's game?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree with you guys. I think an uh, uh, incredible step back in terms of performances in the last couple of, of, um, of, of games. The big teams are the ones that uh, know how to win games of football without playing well. So it's impossible that uh, Tottenham were managing to, to beat anyone for nil, 5-1. It was impossible. But one point out of, out of six between uh, Brighton and Brentford. Uh, we are talking about uh, something, something not good enough to, to finish into the top uh, into the top four. I completely agree. And uh, what I would like to say to point out on the line is the fact of uh, this team is one hundred percent completely missing Matt Doherty. and it's incredible. Matt Doherty is uh, is uh, <laughs> an incredible player in terms of uh, the tactical side. I can find uh, third maybe. 40, 50, better right-wing back in Europe than Emerson Royal. I think that it's the weak league for sports. It's really the weak link for sports. I still can't understand why Fabio Baratici decided to, to spend so much money, 25, 30 million pounds for a player that uh, lacked a little bit of everything, like the piece of the Premier League, like the tactical analysis of Antonio Conte. So, we are talking about uh, something that is not good, something that is not good. And... Uh, <laughs>
4: Can I just bring in Stephen's question, uh, Simone, to you on screen? I said after the Brighton game, play Emerson Royale and we will not be beating Brentford. The front three cannot operate within it, wing-backs. This is a big problem, isn't it, at the moment with the wing-backs? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I completely agree, Stephen. Absolutely, 100%. And on the other side as well, Tottenham has got the same problem because for me, Sergio Reguilon, we're not talking about a top, top, top left wing-back. Ryan Sessegnon can have that potential because everyone uh, is aware. Every one of us remembers the brilliant game that he played uh, only in Elites, for example, the brilliant game that uh, he played, uh, for example, away at the Etihad uh, when Tottenham beat Man City three-two. So uh, in in Sessegnon, I can see a potential. In Regulon as well, uh, I can see I I can see the same problems of Emerson uh, Royal, and if you are Antonio Conte. And Antonio Conte, we know how much he count on the the backs. We are talking about big, 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 big problems ahead. And uh, I think that this summer has to be has to be key. Uh, and then, of course, if I was if it was Antonio, I would have changed something today, to be honest, because you cannot afford to to leave Lucas or Steven Berg- Bergwijn on the bench for 90 minutes when you are. Uh, looking at when you're watching play football, um, Emerson Royal uh, or things like that. I still can't understand why Davinson Sanchez came in. Of course, Davinson Sanchez is good. He can score uh, on a set basis. But, you know, come on, Antonio, let's change system once, once in a lifetime. Uh, let's discuss It is back three. You are nearly away at Bramford. You are playing for the top four. Come on, four for two, four two three one. I would have bring in uh, uh, the likes of Berwin and Lucas Moura so much before than uh, than Antonio decided to, to to bring them in.
4: We'll go through the team selection shortly. Um, Alex writes now. Uh, get me on uh, back, Chris. Uh, Alex, you're welcome uh, back on any time. So just let me know when you're free. Uh, we are bang average, not top four, not a trophy. Seventy points or more gets you top four. We're not getting it. Um, I normally ask this question right at the end of the show, where you think we're going to be finishing in the Premier League. I feel like now with only five games to go, I want to get it out and, 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 and over with because right now I'm sitting here not knowing, I, I can't even predict it myself. I think that it's going to probably go down to that Arsenal-Spurs game in the North London derby on the 12th of May. Ricky, if I was to ask you directly, where do you think Spurs will finish at the end of the season? What would you say?
1: Oh, bro! <laughs> you brought it in early. Um, okay, so you know I've said to you a couple of times, Fifth, Um, I really want to be wrong. Um, I really, I, I think we have the potential. I think we have everything within us to make that top four. But when you look at games <coughs> like uh, against Brighton and today, it just it just doesn't fill you with much confidence. And when we where we've had this topsy turvy you know, crazy train of a roller coasters, Lee McQueen always says, you know, the crazy train season that we've had. You know, we just thought we was climbing. And these two results have brought us back down to earth and kind of... It's just made every Tottenham fan worry, I think. Um, it's tough to say, bro. It's tough to say. I know Darren was confident on top four. A, a get sneaking in that fourth spot. I just don't know. After today's game, I just don't know, mate. But a lot like Simone that, that was saying earlier, I, you can ask Darren, in, in, in our little WhatsApps between the game, I was screaming for Bergwin to come on. I was screaming to get yeah. Emerson off off of that field, yeah. push Kulu push yeah. to right wing back, bring on yeah. Bergwin because we've seen that not only does he have pace, he has trickery. And recently he's had a goal in his boots. All right, he missed a shot last week in the last yeah. five minutes. But give him a bit more time. Bring him on at 60 minutes. Change the system. We could go to, we could easily have gone to a 4 2 one today and kind yeah. of get a bit, more attack, a bit more attacking today. And that, that's what worries me also. It's like, um, you know, I, I believe in Conte and, and I believe that he's the right man for Tottenham and I believe that he will achieve at Tottenham. I really do, especially like if and when we back him in the summer. But today, with the late substitutions, with the first substitution that we brought on being Sanchez, I was like, "What's going on? Like, what are we doing here?" But it does show the lack of trust in Regulon, you know, because yeah. he's pushed da- he's pushed Davies left wing back, and he's brought on Sanchez. He didn't bring on Regulon at left wi- at left wing back. It also yeah. shows that, uh, and you know, Doherty, we- we've seen improved performances from Doherty. But I don't think he's, he's the one either. I don't think he's going to be a, a, a world-beater either. I think we've seen his ceiling to tell you the truth. I think we've seen the best of what he can bring to the side. And that's better than anybody else in the squad. But I still don't think he's the guy that's going to take us to new heights next season. Um, it's just tough, Chris. I can't answer, mate. I can't, honestly. Because well, I want to back my team d- every single day. Do you know what I mean? A simple yes or real- no,
4: then. Will we'll, we'll Tottenham we'll finish fourth? Simple yes or no?
0: Yeah, 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 of course we will. We will. Darren, what are you saying? I've said it whenever I've been asked this question, and I'm going to stay with my gut. My gut says we're going to finish fourth. My logic behind it comes with this. We've had our two games where we've looked, we haven't looked our best. Let's be real. Brighton, we didn't look very good. Today, we didn't look very good. But what has heightened the pressure is our naughty neighbours have had two results that have gone their way. So now everyone's gone, they're back, we're off. And I think this season, these last five games, there's going to be more of that, they're off, we're on. It's going to keep flipping. It's going to keep doing that. And that's why I'm going to hold on to the hope. Because right now, no team, fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, no one wants it. No one is showing that they want it. And right now, it's up for grabs. So I'm going to say we're going to grab it. That's the only way I can get through these last few games is by staying in that mindset of going, we're going to grab it. Because that's the energy I need to be behind the lads. Because if I switch off now and go, we're not getting full, I might as well not watch any of the last five games. They're null and void to me. Even the derby's null and void to me. But if I go in with this passion, we've got to stay there. We've got to go for it. Now, everything the boys have said already today, I I support everything they said. I think Conte also today is a victim of his own ego, his own annoyance, his own passion with the substitutions because as we quite rightly said we're as fans, yes we're football manager fans, we're armchair fans, we're Sky Sports fans, whatever people want to look at and go we're not being paid what the gap is being paid but we can see the change DDP made and he could see it too because he's as passionate as we are but he didn't trust the resources and that's what it's boiling down to, he doesn't trust the, the cards that he has in his deck, he's looking at that back line he's looking at his bench, he's going there's not enough for me to make the change I want to make. I don't have the trust in these players to do it. And that's a massive problem because this season is a transition for a lot of clubs. And we're going to have to make sure that we're ready come next season because we're going to lose out if he doesn't have the tools or he's going to lose out if he can't trust what we've got. We ain't got Doherty and it's weird to hear us say we're missing Doherty. Like, it's throwing my head. It nearly makes me want to get out of the car and do a little moony and come back in because I don't understand what that logic is. Why why are we missing him? But that shows what the system is and that shows what Conte's trying to produce. But right now, the, the puzzle pieces aren't all there and the clientele aren't there. And also, it shows again where in the middle of the park, the creative player to dictate the pace of the game isn't there. And it's just highlighting all. However, the question was only about top four. I'm still going to back myself and I'm still going to back the boys. And if anyone wants to tell me in the comments, I've said it from day one to day done, so I can't change now.
4: Does it worry you though, Darren, the fact that Arsenal have had a fantastic week beating Chelsea and beating Manchester United today? And do you think that uh, those results, in particular the one against Manchester United today, putting Arsenal in the top four, do you think that had any effect on the Spurs players today? The fact that we were fifth going into the game?
0: I think it will do because that's sports mentality and it's that thing. Now they've got to look at the table and we're swapped with them. So that is going to have an effect on their mentality. Now it's what you do with that. As anyone tells you, in any human being, when you see that moment, it, it's going to light something or it's going to put a fear in you. And it's now going to be a test of character in our next game. It's going to be about who is standing up. Conte is going to be pumped himself. How pumped will they be? How ready are they going to be? Because like you said, those guys across the road, they've got excited now. They had Chelsea laid down for them. And let's be real, no one expected them to lose to Man United today. Let's be real. Like, even the football gods tried to give them penalties and all sorts, and it still weren't happening. They were still yep. pulling through that game. So, if, if we're real, every Spurs player should be at home going, we didn't do ourselves service today. We got a point. We got lucky today with a point. Let's take that luck. And let's go on and win those games now, because it's, in, it's, it's still down to us. And that's the beauty of it. It's not in everyone else's hands. It's still down to us. We win our games. We're top four.
4: Right. So Ricky's going fourth. Darren's going fourth. Simone, before I come to you, I'm just going to um, show everyone the Premier League table. Uh, of course, we're <laughs> in fourth. Uh, we've, we've won 18. We've drawn four lost 11, goal difference of plus 18, got 58 points. The results today, Arsenal 3, Manchester United 1, Leicester nil, Aston Villa nil, Manchester City beat Watford 5-1, Norwich lost 3-0 at home against Newcastle, and of course our result, Brentford nil, Tottenham Hotspur nil. Simone, Tottenham Hotspur finishing
3: the top four? 50-50, yes. It's impossible to... to, to to find out what is going to be the, the next couple of weeks because we are talking about two teams Tottenham and Arsenal that are not major teams they are able to win against everyone and they are able as well to lose against everyone this is incredible look at Tottenham, look at Arsenal no point out of, of, out of nine if you are if thinking about Arsenal in the last couple of, uh, in the last couple of, uh, of weeks and then six points out, out of six against Chelsea at the bridge and I guess Man U. So the biggest news that uh, we received today is that uh, Man United uh, uh, is, is, uh, are, 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 are out from the race. So it's all about Tottenham Arsenal. I think that uh, Arsenal can have a big, big chance of finish fourth if they are going to be able to win 6 points out of 6 in the next two games, the ones before the North London Derby. Because, of course, that is later. But Tottenham still have to play Liverpool away. So, if you compare the fixtures, the five of Arsenal and the five of Tottenham, the most difficult game for these sides is the game that Antonio's and his side have to play away at Anfield. So, it's gonna be that that game could be could be key. That fixture could be could be key in my opinion because if Tottenham. Uh, will be uh, able to 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 make a point, maybe, or to to reach the chance to arrive at the North London Derby. Uh, looking at the fourth place in his end well, it it all it all depends on that fixture.
4: Let's be honest and frank about it, though, Simone. The fact that um, you know when we look at the fixtures on paper. Um, Brighton and Brentford looked far easier than what Arsenal had Chelsea and Manchester United. Yeah, yeah,
3: it was true, it was true. But if you look at uh, teams that uh, uh, are going to, to play for the survival in the, to avoid the relegation zone, we are talking about, uh, as well, very, very difficult, uh, difficult game. Arsenal are crazy, Tottenham as well. We are talking about uh, an un- unbelievable race, quite different, for example, if you remember seven, eight years, years ago under AVB, under, under under Villas-Boas, Chelsea, Arsenal and Tottenham were all leading the race, were all winning, 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 winning. This race is quite different. This race, anything can happen because uh, both Tottenham and Arsenal can draw points against everyone, can lose points against everyone. So it's incredible. It's incredible and uh, anything can happen till the, till the end of the season. Absolutely anything, anything.
4: Of course, Ricky. Let's
3: Yeah.
4: Go on, Simone. Sorry.
3: Yeah, of course. Spurs in the, in the in the last two games of the season, they need to play Burnley and they need to play Norwich. Norwich will uh, will be relegated. I think so. Burnley, it all changed. if they got the motivation to to still to be still alive. Tottenham Burley, even if, uh, even after a win in the North London Derby, Tottenham Burley can become an incredible, difficult game. So it's impossible to, to underline what is going to happen, guys. This top four race is, uh, is the most incredible I've seen in my life, to be honest.
4: <laughs> so we've got two people saying top four, and we've got two people sitting on the fence right now. Um, Ricky, let's come to you. Um, let's go through the team lineup. There was one change from the uh, defeat uh, home to Brighton last weekend. Um, Sessignon coming in for Sergio Regulon. So the full team as follows Hugo Lloris in goal, back three of Romero, Dyer, and Davis. Wing backs, Emerson Royale and Ryan Sessignon. In midfield, Benton Kerr, Hoybier. Uh, front three of Kulishevsky, Harry Kane, and Hunmin Son. Substitutes, Regulon, Sanchez, Winks, Roden, Galini, Bergbein, Lucas Mora, White, and Scarlett. What did you make of that one change from Antonio Conte today with Sesayon coming in?
1: Well, <clears throat> to tell you the truth, I was um, I, I I was kind of you know excited about seeing him play and kind of seeing what he's going to bring to the side. He's he's he had a great uh, interview on ESPN not too, too long ago, speaking about Anco- uh, Antonio Conte and the system and you know how, how Conte makes you want to run through <laughs> walls and is very professional and is a, is a perfectionist and stuff like that. So I was. I, I, I felt that Cesonion had the confidence of the manager, and so I was I, I was kind of intrigued to see him play. Um, but I've gotta say bro, like he didn't he didn't do anything for me today if, if, if I'm really really honest, I think he was as bad as Emerson on the other side. Um, you know there, there, there is that kind of he, he had one good game against Leeds in that period of time in which he was he was he had a couple of runner, runner games. I still wasn't 100% convinced with him. Um, and then I saw him today and I was just like, you know, there, there was shoddy passing, the, the short passing, the long passing, the crosses. I don't know what was going on. I honestly don't know what was going on. He, he, he tried to cross into an opposing defender. Like, regardless, we all know, we can see it standing there, that, uh, uh, sitting at home or, or whether you're in the stand. We, we can all see that he's not going to beat this defender that's standing in front of him, yet he still wanted to cross into his midsection, and then it was counter attack o- on us again. So I was, you know, I was excited to see him play, but I was thoroughly disappointed with the performance that he put in as well. Um, you know, I, I, I think out of the four, uh, wing backs that we've got. If I were going to keep anyone, I would probably keep Regulon. To tell you the truth, um, I and I know that Regulon's got his problems. I know that Regulon ain't the number one. Do you know what I mean? I know that he's adapting to work in a wing back role. We all know that he prefers a back four. Do you know what I mean? So we do have a transition with him. But I feel that uh, even on the defensive side, if it's just defensive, I think Regulon gives us more at a wing back. Um, but Seth, I don't know, mate. I don't know. He honestly, he looked, he 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 didn't look great today. He didn't. I don't think he put in a great performance. I think he looked scared to get injured again. Um, so yeah, so at, at the beginning, bro, I was excited to see him play, but I, I really was not impressed with the performance that he put in, and I was not surprised that he got hooked off. I was just surprised that they brought on Sanchez for him and, and pushed Davies to to the left wing back. That surprised me. The, so. Yeah, I think we've got more things on our shopping list than we thought we had. More positions to go for on the shopping list than I thought we had, you know? So, it, it just wasn't a one. But we'll see, we'll see. Like we say, th- there's still games to go. Um, if Conte trusts him, then I'll trust him. Uh, but I need to see it on the field. Do you know what I mean? I, the, the ESPN interview was great and it was good words, but I need to see it. I need to see it. He always looks unsure to me. He always looks worried. He's... he's, he's brow is always furrowed he's always like oh my god and you see all the lines in his forehead he's always worried about something he's always scared about something I feel you know I need him to go I need him to be confident I need him to be a bit of a Romero when it comes down to aggression and pushing forward and implementing his game on on the field do you know what I mean so yeah I was excited but disappointed bro
4: Darren, I ask this question a lot to uh, the guests on this channel and and I feel like it changes quite a lot as well throughout the season. Who are the best uh, wing-backs
0: at the club right now? Wow. It's funny because as Ricky was talking about and I was talking to some Fulham fans about him and just the transformation from injury what we've got than what they had and they're like, he's a shadow of the player that he was and I was like, yeah, I totally agree. So right now if you said to me who's the best right now, if I've got to pick two to play and I've got all four of them fit, I'm taking Docky as right back and I'm taking Regulon as my left back. And I'm going to explain my Regulon choice because I want Regulon there because one is work ethic up and down that wing. He is the most active energy wise. So he creates a problem for the right sided, either wing back, winger, or right back. He creates a problem. And he does do what Conte wants you to do and presses right up the pitch and he's always in that danger zone. The problem we have with Reguilon is he is a left back. So when he gets up there he hasn't got a scooby-doo what he does in the box. He never makes a finish that he's supposed to do. And also, I don't know if you guys have noticed, when Reguilon has a chance to shoot and a player's next to him he goes down. And mm. rather than take the shot, he's like he's always waiting for the contact for a penalty. And I don't know where that's coming to his game, but hopefully they can get that out of his game. Because I think he's scarpered himself in probably getting a shot on target because he waits for contact and goes down. So that's something to look at. So that would be my best two right now. It has changed because it's been, um, Session has been number one, when, as we all said, when he had that good game and he started to look like a version of the man who was at Fulham who we paid money for. And I think what Ricky's saying about the shopping list growing for me, I said it to Ricky in the week about I don't want us to be sentimental Spurs anymore and go, oh, because they've played well or because they've had a good game, let's give them a chance or let's keep them over the summer because they may improve. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And the reason why Chris, you keep asking that question to everyone because our four are not good enough. If they were good enough, it wouldn't ever be a question. We would know who the two are and who are on the bench. But because we have not got the quality in our squad, all four of them are just not good enough.
4: Do you think any of them will be at the club next year under Conte?
0: Yeah, I think by default they will be because I don't see all four being shipped out and getting four in. I think that would be a mad window. I see two potentially going and I think Levy will may have to have the conversation and go, we're willing to let all four go, but it's going to have to be getting our two in and then letting whichever two can go, go. And I think we're going to have to be a little bit more daring in the market in terms of, Playing our our hands a little bit open, not keeping it closed. And I think when we do that, it's going to make clubs get a little bit of a bargain. And I think we're going to have to take some hits on some players and not get the fee that we may have always commanded. But we're going to need it out. And I don't see all four going. So we're going to have two of them for sure.
4: Simone, let's come to you on the team lineup. It it, it appears, um, you know, if if a player's out injured, then of course they're not going to be picked. But, um, you know, other than that, this team seems to be picking itself right now. And um, last time you were on the channel was uh, the day before the January transfer window ended, uh, where we were talking about Benton Kerr and Kulashevsky signing for Spurs. You weren't convinced and you weren't very happy with these signings for Spurs. And I quote you saying that these two aren't any better than Harry Winks.
1: Do you, uh, have you
3: changed your mind on these two now? Yeah, yeah, to be, to be honest, uh, Rodrigo Bentacura is. Uh... A Better player than Harry Wings, of course, ah! but but we are not talking about a Christian Eriksen, we are not talking about a no. top class all the midfielder, top class midfielder. You know, Rodrigo offered to Antonio something different than Skippy or Obi, something maybe in terms of the technical side. Rodrigo Betacour knows how to handle the ball, knows how to play the ball, and maybe. Uh, is something that this midfield were, were missing a little bit. But, of course, we are not talking about uh, Moussa Dembele, we are not talking about Christian Eriksen, we are not talking about uh, that state of player. And today, today, to be honest, once again, Rodrigo Bertacur, just like uh, uh, one week ago, was really, really disappointing, to be honest, because I expected from him, when you have to open the space, when you need something to, to create... Damage to, to 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 the to the defensive line of the other team. You need something more. You need something more. And for me, I was, uh, I was to be honest, uh, uh, Chris, as as you remember, so skeptical (laughs) in terms of uh, spending sixty-five million pounds for Bentancur and Kulusevski because I know in Europe, for that amount of money, you can find uh, a little little bit more. Dejan Kulu was fantastic, to be honest. Kulu, first three months was, was. was absolutely great, but don't don't forget that playing cool in that position in 3-4-3, the system that Antonio wants Tottenham to play, of course you're going to hide, you're going to uh, deny any kind of chance to both, Lucas Moura and Steven Bergwijn. So, you know, uh, in terms of that choice, that Paratici's choice, 65 million pounds for both players, for me, I still think so, were too much were too much but of course we are talking about two very good uh, two very good players of course no doubt about it
4: have you been surprised simone how they've adapted to the premier league so quickly both of them
3: yeah 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 definitely definitely uh, especially betancourt because betancourt uh, especially in march was very 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 good in the last couple of, of weeks is that i saw the same problems that he had at at UR, when you need to uh, improve to step up his level, maybe decide to stay to that level, sixth level. As a number six, I do my 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 job, but you know we are not talking about Christian Eriksen or on players that can can provide something different to them, to their teammates. So this is the the the, the, the difference, guy. The difference. But we are talking about two very, very, very good, uh, very, very good players, and I completely agree on what the on what both Ricky and and him were, were, were saying about uh, uh, the fullbacks. So about Reglion, about Sessignon. I think that Ryan Sessignon today was so shy. So. I think that uh, I completely agree with Rigi when uh, he was uh, excited by the prospect of seeing again Ryan Sessegnon, but he was expecting something more, because in Manchester and the, the Leeds he shows great personality, great personality, he showed great personality. Today, he was so shy. Maybe good in the first half, in the second half, when you have to push there on the left, you need to give more, you need to give more. And that wasn't enough, that wasn't enough, of course.
4: Well, the stats from today, Brentford had 44% possession to Tottenham's 56. They had 15 shots to Tottenham's nine. They had two shots on target, Tottenham's zero. Uh, They had 12 corners to Tottenham's eight. Antonio Conte said straight after the game, with five games left to play, we're talking that Tottenham is in the race for the Champions League. In November, people forget the trouble that the team was in. We have improved a lot. That is something that we do have to be positive about, Ricky, isn't it? That we have improved a lot since his arrival.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, none of us really, I mean, we was hoping, but none of us really could see, especially with the form up and down, up and down. You know, we had that, that series of games where we won one, lost one, won one, lost one, won one, lost two, won one. Do you know what I mean? So it it, yeah. it was a bit of a roller coaster. So, you know, I don't think any of us could have really, especially under Nuno, believed that we would be in a Champions League race. Um, for us to be up there and for us to be... Within three points of, of, of being there, you know, um, it is great. There has been a great improvement. There is, and, but there's plenty more to come. W- what is frustrating, frustrating as a fan, is that once we've got to to once we've got to the start line of the race, it feels like a couple of people have been like, "Oh, we've been training for you know six months to 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 run in this race," but as soon as the 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 gun was shot to begin the race everyone was like, you know what, let's just, let's just jog the first 10 minutes, you know, the first half an hour, let's just, let's just, we don't need to sprint, we don't, need, we can pace us, and that's where we've almost like, cut off our nose to spite our face right now, and that's what it's just disappointing that we got there, we've, we're there, you know, against uh, Brighton last week, Darren was saying there, you know, Basuma has denied Harry Kane the space, but then what else is happening? What else is happening around the team? Why didn't we have a shot on target last week? Why wasn't we pushing? If we, if we would have won last week, we would have had a three-point cushion so that if the results did go the Gunners' way, which they have against Chelsea and, and Man United, then we would still have this little bit of a buffer there. So, you know, we could still kind of grab the motivation and push on. But having that last week you know, losing in the 90th minute, 1-0, and then coming down today where we could have done the same thing. I think it was like 91, 92 minutes when Ivan Tony had that last uh, header that could have been a goal. You know, it hit the post and then um, then I can't remember who it was, but hitting to the side netting. You know, it could have been another very, very late 1-0 win for Brentford today. Um, it's, just, it's just very frustrating, bro. It's just very frustrating that we're there. With thereabouts, we, we can see the improvement. You know, I can still say that we have improved this season, of course. But we all wanna we all wanna go. We all want we we all want that 10% extra. Like when it comes to moments like this, when it comes to getting over the line, we need them to step up because as Tottenham fans, it's happened time and time again in our history that when we have an opportunity to go ahead, when we have an opportunity to to, to put that buffer in of a three points or to get over that line will fall shoot uh, will fall short and um, that's what, that's what frustrated me today instead of like focusing on the positives and the organization or you know s- some of the good things you know there was there was a, a loads of kind of a triangle passing today and there's loads of like little flicks around the corners they didn't come off once we got into the final third, but you could see that they they are building this style of play and a pattern of play. Um, so there are positives, um, especially compared to the Nuno era. But we all just wanted that little bit more. We all wanted to 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 go into this week with our chest high, to go into that Liverpool game with our chest high. Now having a little wobble again, it just it's just you know. Uh, it's Do you just know what shake I'm thinking? It's shaking Go for it.
4: I, I think we're missing someone like a Christian Eriksen, and right. there there is a player available in a couple of months' time um, who is currently playing for Brentford. You know, we haven't ever replaced Christian Eriksen, so we could replace him with this special guy who is available on a free transfer in a couple of months. Now, five minutes into the game, um, this was the uh, reception that Christian Eriksen got. Leo,
2: Leo, 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 Leo.
4: And then straight after the game, this was the reception he got from the Tottenham Hotspur fans, which he absolutely loved. I wanted to come to you on this because you mentioned that word sentimental, right? Uh, Antonio Conte, straight after the game, said on Christian Eriksen, first of all, I was pleased to see Christian Eriksen playing this way, to speak about the transfer market now, about players, the lack of respect for the team that he is playing for. Now, Brentford manager Thomas Frank said straight after the game, I would love to say that, uh, he's going to stay uh, and be confident. I'm very positive and very hopeful. but I cannot say for sure. It's down to Christian. I hope Christian makes the right choice for him and his family. Would you like to see Christian Eriksen back in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt? Do you want a
0: short answer or a long answer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so After all that, you're going to say no. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give you the long answer. It is a no, and I'm going to explain why. Because it's sentimental spurs here. We've got to remember when Christian Ericson was there, how many times did we have moments like this about the man who couldn't beat a man with a cross? Who couldn't take a corner? We're like, he's meant to be a free kick specialist. He can't do a free kit. What, what is he there for? He disappears in big games. We, we lose him in the middle of the park. He doesn't do what we need to do. And we were frustrated by him. Then he went abroad. He wanted the move to rejuvenate his career. He went abroad. He won with Conte. That's where we're getting the magic now. We're like, let's put him and Conte back together. Look at the wonderful things that we'll do. I'm just going to remind the world of football. Lukaku had that dream and he brought his backside back to Chelsea. Now look at the sun. He don't want to be there. Let's not do emotions. Let's not do emotions. Because as Simone said, he said about the money that is available and the players that are available. We bought two players and people would say there are better players out there for that kind of money. I'm looking at the free transfer window. There are some quality players available on the free transfer. Christian Eriksen, for me, is going to be the sentimental story of this man died on a football pitch and is alive to kick a ball today. I'm happy for him and I'm proud that he never scored today, but had a great game and he got the reception that he got from the Spurs fans. Do I want him next season in our starting eleven? No. Because you put him next to Bentacore and that is the slowest centre midfield groupage ever. People will run right through that. That's not going to excite me or Spurs, and then we'll get to December and we'll be going. Why are we bringing him back for what were we thinking? We brought Gareth back, it was a honeymoon for a minute, but it took a long time to make anything. Let's not keep being sentimental. So, no, Christian, I love you, God bless you. I'm glad you're still alive, I'm glad you're in the league. But don't come and put a shirt on for Spurs, don't do it because I will be the one reminding you all he can't take a corner. Wait, he man, did great, wait. He, wait, did he did. Does. Does. He, he took
1: 16 corners today, bruv, and all of them beat the first man. It, at and, one and point, you know, he's done an in-swinger as well, bruv. Look, he's put he's. he's you're
0: absolutely. Anthony Costa right now. You've become Anthony Costa no, because you no. know what happens. It will always happen against us. You watch your next game. The first five, I'm going to put a bet on. The next game he plays, the first five corners he takes, don't beat the first man. I'm going to put that bet on. You heard me here say it now. You know what happens? It's Tottenham. It's it's the energy of that sentimental value that kicks in. And I knew he was going to... I expected him to score a free kick today. I was like, he's going to do it today. He's going to get it. But if you guys want him, you guys can have him. Who wants him? Who wants him? Me.
3: Me. Me. 100%. I want you you, back. You go, Simone. Tell me. Simone, tell me. Well, of course, guys. You know, you've got Betancourt, skip. Wiggs, You know, when you <laughs> you spell Christian Eriksen is all the day, all the day better than this kind of midfielders, guys. You know, it's not he's I completely agree, yeah man. I completely agree that it's not fitting three, 4 three for three, maybe three five two, maybe as a number ten be, behind the Sonia Kane, but I would love to, to see him back at Tottenham because he's such a great player. Such a great player. You know, when, when you talk about Gareth Bale and the, the, the sensational rhythm that he had last season, the biggest problem for Bale was Jose Mourinho, guys. It was Jose Mourinho. Because Garrett was not the right man to play on the right to 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 follow the, the left back of the of the of the opponent. So Jose Mourinho didn't want him to be back, didn't want to play him. So the biggest problem for Bale guys was Jose because in the last six or seven games of of Gareth, Gareth scored six goals, three goals against Sheffield, two goals away at the King Power Stadium in Leicester. So he did, he did good. He did good. I was expecting as well eh, something more from Bale, but you know. I think that it's the top game that you can bring in as a free agent because, of course, there is Pogba. Pogba wants so much money and I, I don't think he will uh, he will join Tottenham. Uh, there is DiBala, but DiBala wants to stay in Italy. And to be honest, when you were talking about players which disappear in the big stage, in the big moments, Paolo Dybala, unfortunately showed in the last couple in the last couple of years. He is one of them. He is one of them. And this is the biggest problem that convinced the Juventus board to not present this contract, guys. Wow. Wow.
4: Darren, I, I think Everyone I need to play you some more something. video clips of Ericsson.
1: Let me jump in on Ericsson, man. <laughs> let let me on, just jump on. in on Ericsson for a minute, all right? Because, look, I was upset when he wanted to leave and I was like, look, if he wants to leave, then fine. A, a bit like a... A bit like a a boyfriend that's been shunned by his girlfriend. I'm like, well, I don't like you anyway. You can leave. Do you know what I mean? On that type of energy. But...
4: But his stats are incredible, Rick.
1: Listen, his stats are incredible. I think at the same time, he is a bit of a metronome. He he can dictate pace. I think Darren has a, a good point in a two that might be troublesome. But I think in a three in midfield, I think he could he could be really good for us. I mean, look yeah. at all... I mean, I know we're looking at today, and Darren, you had a great point today. Of course, against us, he was going to do what he'd done, right? And probably score. He didn't, thank, thank goodness. But you know what? With a second chance in life, right? When you get a second chance in life, literally, I think he's grabbed this with both hands. I think the fact that... Inter Milan said that, he, you know, there's a rule that says that they that he could have played in the Italian league. I think that disappointed him. I think that broke him a little bit. But I think that, that gave him a kind of um, a determination to be back and to show everybody what he's about. He's come in with Brentford. It's taken him a little while to get up to speed. But look at the way that he's turned back into the metronome again. He's making better decisions than he was... At, at the tail end of Spurs, and I don't know whether that was, un, uh, you know, the time that he had in Italy and and under Conte that has helped improve him, or whether he's got a second chance at life, stroke football that he's taken this and he's kind of he's he's, you know, sometimes it's like sometimes we hold ourselves back. I don't know what it is. You, you could put any example, it, it, you know, forward. Sometimes we hold ourselves back, whether it be, I don't know, playing FIFA or having a run or like. You know, sometimes you might be with a friend and you're, you're playing cards and you hold yourself back. You're like, oh, I'll let him win. I, I don't think, I, I think with Ericsson's second chance, I think he's 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 pushed all that to the side. I think he's like, forget that, forget holding back, forget playing within myself. I'm going to show everybody that that, you know, and his appreciation for life, not just for life, but for football to be able to play again in today's era. I think that he's pushed himself and he's going to continue to push himself to, to a next level. And I think that if he could have that with Spurs on a free transfer, on a free transfer, I think, you know, I, I think that could work. I just think it could work. I, I wouldn't rule it out. Let me tell you.
0: I hear you. I hear every point that's been made. And I honestly, I'm, my ears are wide. They're open They're listening. For me, I'm say so if you guys want him, then, then if it happens, it happens. And for me, the two biggest factors in this transfer is going to be, does Conte want him? And does he yes. have a system that can include him? Because yes. we can all see the problems of if we did get him. Also, the luxury of having him on the coming off the bench. But let's be real, Ericsson ain't going to want to come on cheap wages either. He's going to want to be paid. He's going to want to come. So there's so many elements to this deal that I'm going, yes, it's free, but it is going to be money because he is going to want a lot of money. And there's stuff that I go... But is he the guy? Because like we said, when he left us, there was a little bit of a bad. But like you say, he turned off his game. He has had a second lease of life. Amazing. I'm so happy. But does he want to come and be a part of it? He got a great reception as you beautifully captured, Chris, by the way. Beautifully captured the reception that he got today. And if that warms his heart and he says, I want to come, I've got to stop using the term heart. If that warmed him up and he wants to come and be a part of it, then come and be a part of it but then you need to show me something because I'm one of the fans here going I'm not on sentiment because like you said when Bell came Mourinho didn't really want it so he couldn't really fit him in if we're buying Bell or getting Bell back and it's not really a Conte recruit it's a waste of time it's a waste of resources when we could be using it in a better way and like that person who commented said is he better than what we have absolutely I agree but is he the right piece of the puzzle Because we've got to put the right puzzle together right now. We can't just get the bits that look better. We need to get Conte's pieces because he's got to be the one to put the puzzle together.
4: Well, as you know, Darren, um, on all of these shows, we always talk about the key moments of the game. And the first couple that I actually wrote down, I know there's not many to do with Spurs because we didn't have a shot (laughs) at Target again. Um, But after seven minutes, Christian Eriksen, with a great corner, beat the first man. It actually went to the far post. On the volley, um, but blocked in the 17th minute. Christian Eriksen again with a corner. Uh, beat the first man, as you said he don't do, but he beat the first man again. Um, header um onto the uh, onto the bar. Um, that, that's two. That's two fantastic chances oh. for Brentford.
0: Oh mate, I, we feel your pain, Chris. Like I, I was when you said we were doing this tonight. After that, I was like, this is gonna be a short one because there are no highlights. There's oh, I've got, got more. Like after, more after twenty minutes. Another. I There's a common thanks. thing here. Oh, it's, it's nuts. And, but the thing is, like in the group this morning, we all knew that the fear was Ericsson's coming back. What's he gonna do to us? That was the fear. We all we all had that fear. And of course, yeah. it's just gonna be quality corners. The thing that he couldn't do when he had our shirt on. Mental. Yeah. Mental.
4: Simone, let's come to you. Antonio Conte, after the game, um, talking about no shots on target, um, that I'm a little bit worried about, actually, in these two games against Brighton and and today against Brentford. Um, He said this is a a consequence of scoring many goals. You start to become a dangerous team. The opponent tries to pay more attention when they face you. We wanted to get three points, but the draw was fair and we have to accept this type of result. Um, Are you concerned about the forward three, Kuliszewski, Hunmin Son, Harry Kane, didn't really have many opportunities again today.
3: Guys, there is, there is a huge difference between the front three and the other seven players of the of the squad, because it's difficult to find in Europe uh, a, con- a connection like Kane and Sony. But of course, you need something more as a number 10, as a number 8, and here we go, once again. It, it, it's Christian Eriksen, it's not Christian Eriksen, but I think that it's quality, because it's impossible for Harry that he has to drop to the midfielder to, be, to act as a number 10 and to play. Once is good, twice is good, third time is not good enough, because we are talking about one of the greatest number 9 in the world, and he has to be and to feel himself as a number 9. So, uh, I think that Tottenham needs something to create... Also in the first half, because if you remember, also the game uh, of the Villa Park two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, I think it, it was the worst first half of the season, guys. Maybe mm. at the same level of the Arsenal first half under Nuno mm. one of the worst first half. So it's all about mentality. It's all about uh, attacking well in the, in the first half, pressing, guy. So that that has to be the way. That has to be the way. Also, not talking about tactical analysis, yeah. uh, now I was more going to uh, a mental, mental situation.
4: Ricky, let's come to you. Um, I was going to talk about all of the key incidents in the game, but they just all involve Christian Eriksen, so um, I don't really want to wind uh, Darren up anymore. Um, but um, are you concerned about that we didn't have a shot on target? Um, you know, two games running now, Harry Kane, in Son, very quiet again. You concerned about
1: that? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I, I believe that they will get it back. I believe that they will kind of, they've got the quality to 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 do the job, definitely. Um, but I think it, it's on the back of what Darren kind of said about, you know, and, and what Simone just said there in, in the fact that we, we've had, we've scored a lot of goals and what Conte said. We've scored a lot of goals and people are like, oh, Spurs are dangerous. All right, cool. How, now, how, how do we play to stop them? You know, you know and um, they, they, they've doubled up on our wing backs. And like Darren said earlier, they, they've stuck a midfielder on Harry Kane, which, which denies him that space when he drops back and when he's trying to push forward. Today, every time that we try to have two touches with the ball, it would bounce awkwardly and Brighton would double team or they would nick the ball off of the toe in the second bounce. You know, when you've you're controlled, you, you, it's, it's come to your foot, it's bounced up, you've tried to control it, and just as you're trying to control it, Brighton nicked it off the toes and broke on us. Um, so we, we need plan Bs. Uh, the, the boys need to be confident in, in playing a different way. Uh, I, I think Conte has to kind of be confident in changing a system when, when the system is being worked out, and especially with the personnel that we've got. We know, all of us know now, the the most important positions on the field is right wing back and uh, and left wing back for a Conte system. Now, if we haven't got the personnel to deliver, then what else can we do? How can we change it in-game? Can we make subs or can we change tactics um, and personnel earlier in the game to affect it? Instead of these last 10 minutes, last five minutes, last 15 minutes, where we can bring on a Lucas or a Bergwin. It's like, I, I know what Darren said earlier, which is that, you know, Conte is, it looks like Conte doesn't trust the personnel that he has, but we have to try it. We have to switch it up. You, you have to give these people the, the opportunity. Um, he, he might not be playing Bergwin because he's already said to Conte and to Tottenham that when this end of the season comes, he wants to leave. Maybe he said that. I'm not saying I know that, but maybe he said something like that where Conte's looked at him and kind of gone, well, can I rely on you then? You know, it looks like Lucas is hurt <clears throat> that he's lost his spot to Kulizowski. Um, He's a great squad player. He's a great team player, Lucas, but it looks a little bit like he's, he's, um, he's been hurt. It, like his ego's been hurt or his heart's been hurt. His nose is a bit out of joint so that, when he comes on, we're not seeing the 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 pace or the dribbles, or we're we're not seeing the 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 magic Mora um, when he comes on right now. So I think you know we we need to be able to bring out Plan Bs and Plan Cs. But Conte's main focus was working on Plan A and getting us to be structured, organised, professional, um, determined, um, you know, energetic, and and. Be for, you know, be, be, be forward flowing, flowing forward, be on the front foot. Um, but in the last two games, that just hasn't happened for us. So we definitely need to look at plan B's and plan C's.
0: But Rick, you know, like just like the plan A, plan B situation, it's funny when I looked at what has happened in our last two games and the way in which teams have now lined up against us. And Conte's right. People are seeing the blueprint. And like you said, the key players are left wing back, right wing back. But what the teams have realised is that they're not great. Our left wing-back and our Mm. right wing-back are not great. So instead of putting the attention there, they're squeezing the game on us. So they're giving the room to those areas going, you're not great out there. The place where you think we're silly is you want us to go out there, that you leave holes for Harry Kane. So we're not doing that anymore. We're going to stay compact and say the only way you're going to score today, first is down the middle. And now we've got traffic. So Kulicheski hasn't got space. Sun hasn't got space. Then the ball, as you saw, the triangles don't work anymore because we've not got a midfield that moves the ball quick enough. So we just, it just becomes very easy for a team to do the shuffle. They just keep shuffling across, and they're covering the space. They're not allowing holes, and that's what we're relying on holes. However, teams like Liverpool are going to want to play. So when you've got a team that wants to play, it gives us holes. So it's mad to think that the Brighton game and today were games that we lost because the teams are better organised and they've come to play in a certain way. And that's why the Arsenal game is a game that is going to be open. Like if you watch them today, like God, blimey, it is open as hell. So it plays into our into our hand, but. Burnley ain't going to do that. They're not going to play that way against us. They're not going to set up in that manner. They're going to go, Norwich, if they're not, well, they'll be down by that point. But their pride will say, we're not going to get battered by Spurs today. So they're going to do the same thing. So I think Conte is going to have to use what I call his golden week now to look at people like Mora and go, do I play you right wing back? Because no one's going to expect that. Do I put your energy and your pace as a right wing back and go, let's, let's attack them in a different way. And Hopefully, as you said, plan B, plan C, because plan A is very clear on paper, but the personnel isn't always right for it. So let's hope we start using the magic wand against the Burnleys, the, the Norridges, even Leicester. Because like we saw in the Leicester game, one substitution saved us. We weren't winning that game. So we know that's not going to be easy. We're going to have to pull something out of the bag. Maybe, as I've said, give more a shot at right wing back. Let's be different. Let's try something else.
4: It must be very difficult, though, uh, Darren, at this stage of the season to experiment like that, where he's not played in that position uh, before for Tottenham. Um, What would you have done differently if you were Antonio Conte? Because I saw, you know, on on, online uh, social media last week, uh, particularly uh, when we lost to Brighton uh, 1-0 at home, Um, he received a lot of flack about the subs that he made. Um, What would you have done differently today if you were Conte? Because... You know, Stephen Bergvine, Players even like Joe Rodon. I know we didn't expect him to play today, but it's just an example of players playing more for their country right now than actually in a Tottenham Hotspur But what would you have done differently? And do you think that there is a future for Stephen Bergvine? Because you just mentioned the Leicester game. Um, you know, I think back to uh, the West Ham game in the League Cup um, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. One assist, one goal, another good night for him. But you know, he
0: hasn't. He's not really given much game time, is he? Mm-hmm. I agree, and. I wouldn't do much different. There's not many things that Conte could do. he's getting wrong. Let's just be real about that. We've come from yeah, the is, is, Nuno. In in the stadium today,
4: a number of people were saying Conte's got to change it. And I'm thinking, How can he change it? How, how can he change the game? You know, are you bringing it off Harry Kane Hunmin Son and putting Stephen Bergvine on a you know straight swap? Is that what yeah. you would have done?
0: No, I totally hear you, Chris. And that's what I mean. Like, for me, going through the stages is we're, we're at a point now where there is minimal effect he can have with the resources he has. However, with the week he has, like you said, I believe there's an opportunity, a week of training. I believe he probably tried this before, to go... Let's look at how we could address this balance differently. We know what is coming. We know what these teams are going to try and do to us. Let's go, Lucas. For this week of training, you're a pro. Let's give it a go. Let's just try it on the training field. Berkwijn, you know what? Let's try you left side. Let's just see what happens. Because then if we get to 60 minutes and the game isn't going well, let's give that a game. Let's give that a gamble. Stephen Berkwijn goes left wing back. Lucas Moura comes on right wing back. No one sees that coming. You've got a real attacking line. You've got a lot of pain and maybe these players go, actually Gaffer, now I'm part of the plan. I didn't feel part of the plan because Bert Wine, I believe, was going to be sold. He was gone in that transfer window and I think all the other other moves didn't quite happen so we held on to him. I don't honestly believe he was held on because we believe he was going to come good. I think we didn't get the players in we wanted so he's ended up staying and I think that's why when he plays for Holland, you're seeing a a player that we go, why are we not getting that Spurs? Because I don't think he he's getting it as, as he's not his heart's not fully there he's not getting the game so of course if you're only getting 15 minutes sometimes you get seven for crying out loud it's not going to be the performance you're going to want to give and he's kicking the ball in anger and when you're doing that like we saw he's snapping at shots some will go in some won't so I believe Conte isn't getting much wrong but like you said Chris you were there like I'm watching going He needs to make a change, but unless he does what I've said, something quite dramatic, everything else is going to be taking off some to put on Bertwine. How does that make it better? Taking off um, Kulicheski, bringing on Mora. They're not an improvement on the bench. Like we spoke about, our midfield bringing in Ericsson. It's they're they're a step up if Ericsson's on the pitch. But if you take off Ericsson and bring on Winks. That's never going to improve us, so we need more than just that, and it's that's the balance that we don't have. Rick, you're going to jump in. Go for it.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, like, the, my thing about it was we all heard that Kulisevsky could play in a in, in a varied amount of positions, and I'd love to know Simone's kind of opinion on this as well. But I yeah. would have put I would have put Kulu to right wing back. I would have I I, I would have um, relied on uh, Regulon on the left wing back at that point. And um, I would have stuck maybe, maybe swap Son from left to right just to or keep them fluid and, and have Bergwin on the other side. So you've got Bergwin, Sonny, Kane up front. You allow Sonny and Bergwin to swap when you know and keep it fluid, but you've got Kulu who's big, who's strong, who, are, who we've heard has played in that position before, um, and, and, and have his physicality and his crossing ability and his dribble ability at right wing back instead of Emerson. Um, and the reason I said regular on the, on the left side, just because he's a lot more reliable, got, in general, he's a lot more reliable, you know? So I would have done that. I, that's how I would have changed it.
3: Yeah, I completely agree, guys. Let me tell you this 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 thing. In Italy, we all know Antonio. Antonio is a top-class manager, world-class manager, no doubt about it. But his biggest problem, and maybe is one of the reasons why in this stage of his career, the top, top, top clubs in Europe don't want him, is that he rely on that kind of system, 3-4-3, three, 4, three, three, four two, one or maximum 3-5-2. So, he, he is convinced by the fact that playing that way, with that big importance of the win-backs that you were clearly and brilliantly pointing out, is the best way to win a, a game of football. But guys, today... Back four, Ben Davis uh, <laughs> becoming uh, the old Ben Davis as a left back. Bringing in Lucas and Bergwijn. If you want to, to call off Kulusevski, okay, you can call off Kulusevski, but I would have changed system, guys. Four two three one, four two four, four four two. Just like you wish, just like you want. Just just like uh, the point that we were clearly uh, stating uh, uh, some minutes ago. So, this is my this is my truth, of Felix. This is my truth, of Felix. And uh, as Darren was saying, uh, and I'm absolutely, I would love to, to see Christian Eriksen back at the club. The biggest problem is that where Antonio would like to play Christian Eriksen, because another biggest problem for Antonio is that he wants that every single player follow his instruction. So, this is the biggest um, fact that shows how he struggled to play Fabregas in his second year at Chelsea, and Christian as well, in his first year in Inter Milan, because he wants every single player to follow his his instructions. So, it's easier to do that with a right-back, with a Mike Doherty, for example. But when you have players with the quality, with the skills of says Fabregas, Christian Eriksen you have to give them the freedom to express their talents the freedom to, to let them play this is the biggest difference between for example uh, antonio conte and carlo uh, ancelotti for example if you want to listen to some names of uh, italian uh, italian football this is the, the difference and uh, in my opinion you need managers that managers that let these kind of players play uh, on their freedom it is to 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 point out some some defects, some problems of, of Antonio. But we are talking about a world class manager, there, eh, guys. <laughs> si, 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 Simone,
1: have you seen Koleszewski play at right wing back? Have you seen it? What? What? Never. He never. Well? Never.
3: No. Never. 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 Only only in Burley, Only in this season with Tottenham, uh, Ricky. A couple of a couple of situations. Maybe I remember in Burley when. Tottenham
4: were Simone, real, real. whilst, you're on, so Simone, this... whilst you're on, I just wanted to ask you about the 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 rumours um, in the last twenty four hours about Antonio Conte possibly going to PSG next season.
3: You know, April, April guys is all about rumours. So rumours, rumours, and rumours. I don't know if uh, I don't know if it is for Leonardo. If Leonardo is gonna stay as a sporting director, I don't think. Antonio is the right man for uh, for the job. So Antonio's got a contract just like Poch in Paris. Antonio has got one year more on contract and an option to extend for another year at the end of uh, of uh, the next season. So I think it is. In Italy someone is suggesting that he's having a relationship with uh, once again with Juventus but you know you know uh, rumors just speculations and rumors guys.
4: Ricky, do you think that Antonio Conte um, is surprised on how far he's taken this Spurs team this season to even to compete for the Champions League spot?
1: No, because I think he, he 100% believes in himself, in his system, in his tactics, and what he can get out of a squad of players. So I don't think it surprised him. I, I, I think um, I, I think he knew that if everybody followed what he was saying and if everybody put in the right motivation and the right effort, that we would be up there. I think it's us fans that know Tottenham, you know, that are like, you know, we'll get there and then we might slip. Or are we really, or we look at past results and we look at that win-lose, win-lose and we're like, ah, oh, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. And part of our heartbreak over the years when, when we've got close to certain things, this season, we've tried to protect ourselves. It, even me saying fifth is trying to protect you like we're gonna finish fifth, even though I said, Fourth today, but in general, me saying fifth is trying to protect myself so that if we finish outside of that top four, then okay, I was a little bit, you know, I was right. Do you know what I mean? That we have finished fifth, but we all we, we all want that, you know, we all want that. So I don't think uh, Conte was surprised at all. I just think I I, I think he knows what he needs, and um, he's a champion. He's a winner. We've said it many a time, and uh, I, I think. Especially, you know, taking away these last two games, we really did start to see the the, the Conte Tottenham. We really did start to see the system paying off. We started to see the players at, 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 at a different level. That's why it's really surprising these last two games that it feels like Nuno's taken back over, you know, because it just doesn't feel like Conte's Tottenham right now. I, I know it's a dip. I know. I'm not going to say that. I don't want to disrespect Conte. But um, that, that's what's the Whoa. biggest surprise. So I know that's that's the biggest surprise to us fans.
4: You guys, must be you upset know? about this nil-nil today, Rick, because that's that's twice uh, you've met Nuno on the same video.
1: Bro, yeah. it... it, it it, it punched me in my gut today it really did it really did it's just do you know what it is as well it's the other results it's the gooners it's the other results it's you know it just punched me in my gut where i was just like come on boys please like just show everybody show everybody what you're about Let, like turn up like you have the last couple of weeks apart from last week you know and and show everybody what you're about and so it was just disappointing to see that again bro you know we've had many a full storm and, and it just like, it gets to me sometimes. It gets to my emotions.
0: But Rick, on that note, you know, you mentioned Nuno. Yeah. You know how I always feel about this, is when we start talking about, it's like Nuno's back in charge or we're back under that kind of mindset. Look at the players. That's all I'm saying. Look at the players. In the games, you've got the most passionate manager on the touchline in Antonio Conte. As you said, if you ask Conte, does he believe what he's done with the the way he's got Spurs and the fact that we're competing with fourth, he believes that he's that good. But like we've been saying, there are members of that squad that aren't that good. And they're not quite there to be top four. So it doesn't matter who's managing. Like we said, we've got one of the best managers in the world, in world football right now, governing us, and we're very honoured to have him. And he's honoured to have us as a fan base backing him. And what we now need is him to have the right tools. As um, Simone said, he wants to play his system. You can see Conte is a stubborn individual. He wants it to go this way. And he needs the clientele to go that way or we will lose him. So I think these rumours of Paris Saint-Germain and all of that right now, I think it's all part of this merry-go-round to go, remember, there are other sides that want me. So make sure I get what I want. Because... I'm wanted out there. People love me. I could go anywhere. You're lucky to have me. And I think now it's really key that we dispel those old ideas of what Spurs were and really focus on what everyone wants Spurs to be. Because this Mm. season, this top four is open because we're up and down. The Gunas are up and down. Man United is up and down. No one wants to take that fourth spot. If you look at the league, Man Man City and Liverpool, head and shoulders above everybody else. Chelsea have even shown that they don't know What they're doing half the time So when you look at the league right now Conte could see that He's a very intelligent footballing man He's gone, it's up for grabs Not because Spurs are that great But because everyone else is mediocre too So I could nick it And now it's a case of going If we nick it great, happy days I believe we will If we don't, it's the tools to make sure Because everyone else is going to improve We need to be ready to be Conte ready next season
1: Yeah, Absolutely Well, we've got five games left in the
4: Premier League Darren, I want to start with you I want to go through every single game that we've got left and I want to go through Arsenal's remaining fixtures as well Just to see if it backs up That we are going to finish in the top four Okay? So, I just want you to give me the word Win, lose or draw So, Leicester at home Win Win
0: Win Liverpool away Draw Arsenal at home Win.
4: Burnley at home. Win. Norwich away.
1: (laughs) Hello? Win!
4: (laughs) Simone, let's do the same for you. Leicester at home. Win. Liverpool away. Lost. Arsenal at home.
3: I don't want to an answer, please. I don't want to an answer.
0: So <laughs> i put you down the door then.
3: Sorry. A win. I hope so. A sorry. win, yeah? Well, <laughs> <broken. laughs>
4: Turn it home.
1: Win. And Norwich away.
3: Lost. Spurs Oh, wow. Lost? Wow. Lost, wow. good, wow. Tottenham. Okay. okay, Ricky.
4: Right, Leicester at home. Win, I know where this is going. Liverpool away,
1: 2 1 win. Wow. wow, wow, Arsenal at home, 3 0 win.
4: Good grief. Burnley at home.
1: Draw. What, so we're going to beat Liverpool and
4: Arsenal and then we're going to draw to Burnley? We're yeah. Tottenham. And Newcastle, yeah. uh, sorry, uh, Norwich City away. 2-1 two, two, win. OK. Right, Darren, let's start with you um, on the Arsenal fixtures. West Ham away. Will they win <laughs> or lose? They're going to lose. lose.
0: Yep. Lead at home. Lose (laughs) Tottenham away
4: Lose Lose Norwich uh, Newcastle away Draw And Everton at home Win You're giving them four points Out of the remaining five games Yep Simone uh, West Ham away For Arsenal Draw Leads at home,
3: win. Tottenham away, <laughs> once again, lost. Newcastle away, draw or lost, draw. And Everton at home. If, if Everton are still uh, in the relegation battle, maybe draw or maybe lost. Who knows?
4: So you're giving them six points. Yeah, Ricky. West Ham away. They're
1: gonna. They, you can't ask me these questions, Chris. We've ask, answered them. We've all have to do it. Brad, I, I can't back. My, I can't back my team to lose, and I'm never gonna back them lot down a road to win. All right? Look, they're gonna lose every one game. And they're gonna lose every game apart from Newcastle, where they'll Come get on. a point. You, you've it.
4: been on this show enough times to know these I sorts know. of questions.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh goodness!
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, they're gonna, to they're gonna lose. They're gonna
1: lose West Ham.
4: To make it easy for you, how many points in those remaining five games do you think they'll get?
1: One against Newcastle.
4: One, One point. Wow. Yeah, J- James has said deluded. I'm not sure who. I'm not sure who that was aimed at.
1: I, I know who that was aimed at. I know who. <laughs> That's
0: aimed so at. Ricky's.
1: I do it with my chest and my heart, bro. I do it with my chest and my heart. It's because I love my my Tottenham, my team, man. I can't help it.
4: Right. So, all three of you have, uh, you know, these these score predictions, you're all going with tottenham Oxford finishing fourth. Even though, yep. Simone, you were sitting on the fence, you're, you're going with Tottenham now finishing in the top four.
0: Yeah, come on. Yeah? Simple as that. we persuaded different. him. I knew we'd turn him.
4: Um, last question for you all Um, do you expect Antonio Conte to sign a new contract before the season, the new season starts Ricky let's start with you
1: before the new season starts yeah I do I think he'll sign an extension I I, I think he's seen the passion and love that the Tottenham fans have got Um, not only for football but for him and the the passion and excitement and energy that we bring to a game. I think he's seen how he's turned us around as a fan base and as a club and I think slowly but surely he's getting seduced by that and I think he will sign an extension come the summer. I don't think he's going anywhere.
0: Darren, you agree? Yeah, I think he will, but I don't think it's all purely down to what Ricky just said. I think there's another element that may play into Levy's hands in getting him to sign it. If we're going to make the type of signings we're going to want to make over the summer, these players are going to want more to know that Conte is not just going to be there for one season. So they're going to need to know that he's sticking around for two. Whether he does it or not is, is by and by. But I think Big players, if we're going to be getting the players that he wants, are going to be buying in to go. Conte, you're, you're not leaving at the end of the season, are you? are sticking around as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I believe we may get that extension signed at the end of the season. And then if he does too, I don't know yet.
4: Simone, same question to you and also um, another one thrown in. Um, do you expect him to have a lot of money to spend in the summer?
3: Yeah, I think so. I always say in June, in June, in June. If you remember, Chris. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, think so. I think so. I, I'm not sure that he will sign a new contract before, before uh, the start of of the new season, but I think we, he will stay. He will stay. I think he will stay. He will stay at the club, guys. At least for another season. At least. Wow.
4: Well. According to uh, Ricky, Simone and Darren, we are finishing in the top four, even though we've not had a shot on target in these last two games. Oh,
1: come on. We don't We're need across. them. Just Five games to go. Ricky,
4: thanks so much for joining us and uh, tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment.
1: Bro, it has been an honour and a pleasure to be back on, regardless of, of the game today. Is it, I love this show. I love coming on and talking spurs with, with, with football people. Do you know what I mean? I really do enjoy it. So, Thank you for having me back on. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky J Norwood. Uh, it's got the blue tick on there. Uh, you can find me on Insta at Official Ricky Norwood. There ain't a blue tick because Insta want to play silly buggers. But it's all right. It's okay. We'll get there. And um, yeah, bro, just auditioning and trying to keep busy. But looking forward to the next game and looking forward to coming back on the show with yourself, Chris.
4: And finally, Rick, is there any roads that we should avoid for the next couple of weeks? Yeah.
1: I swear we went the whole show we went the whole show without mentioning it there wasn't no comments at the bottom
4: nobody said anything What should be pretty safe for people shouldn't it
1: Oh yeah, yeah. is it? I've got to go. You know, like my dinners. I've got, I've got a car. I've got a car calling me. Really nice meeting you all. Oh my gosh.
4: Do you, do you know what? Do you know what, Rick? I don't think Simone knows this story. Do you, do you, oh, or, or, or
1: for
4: the listeners and viewers that don't know this story. Do you want? Do you want to explain it? Oh,
1: come on. Oh, no. oh. It's never gonna leave me. It's never gonna never. leave me. As soon as I as soon as I put listen, as soon as I put out that I passed my driving test, every like I had at least three, four Tottenham fans being like, gonna find your way. Don't forget it's a home game. Don't forget, you know, to put the away address in. Simone, what happened was is that I got invited to a game, Tottenham, Tottenham versus Watford. And I was supposed to be meeting up with Chris and a couple of the boys. I got it, was, it was New Year's Day, 1st of January. So the night before was New Year's Eve. And I went out and I had a couple of glasses of, you know, something sparkly. And um, so the next day, anyway, I don't have to worry about getting to Tottenham, okay? Don't have to worry about it because I know it inside backwards. So I travel down. As I'm on a train, I get to Liverpool Street where normally both sets of fans are don't see many Tottenham fans. Don't see many Watford fans. I get on the the, uh, the Tottenham train, traveling. Don't see many Tottenham fans. Don't see many Watford fans. I'm like, what's going on here? I come out of the stadium. I walk around. The stadium looks shut. I'm like, am I early? Am I too early? Is the game happening today? I look on my phone four times and read it, Watford versus Tottenham. No, it is happening today. It's happening today. I go into the Spurs shop. I'm like, I'm just going to hang about in here for a minute until Chris turns up not many fans in there i'm like what is going on today i phone chris i'm like chris i'm here let me know when you're here we'll meet up all right cool i get to the till i buy a few little bits i get to the till i'm there talking to spurs staff having a giggle yeah great happy days i get i come outside i'm like where's where's chris i phone chris i'm like chris where, where are you mate like what's going on he's like oh yeah i'm just down the road here i'm, I'm by the church at vicarage road i said what he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm just here, but where where are you? I said, brother, I'm at Y R Lane. I'm at I'm at Y R Lane. I and it was only at that point, Simone, that I realized it was an away game. And ever since then,
2: everybody's got me. You you are my ear.
3: Every- you are my ear. You are my ear.
2: <laughs> what can I do? What can I do?
3: I'm video. <sighs> Great story.
1: It's,
4: it's never um, going to leave me. Darren, thanks so much for joining us again and tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment. Are you still in loads, loads of adverts at the moment?
0: Always, my friend. I've got to try and keep the, keep the bills paid. So, yeah, they'll be popping up in a few more soon. I'm all over the social medias at Original Heart Man. I haven't quite got the blue tick yet. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, I'm also in a sitcom on Channel 4 right now called Chivalry with um, Steve Coogan and Sierra Sonamani. So yeah, I'm in the last episode If you wanted to skip to episode 6 just to see me Do that, it's all good um, I love I love the show Chris, always a pleasure Rick, I stayed in my car just to make sure you don't crash into it Oh, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Love it, love it um,
4: Well Watford is definitely a safe place I can tell you that Simone um, now. Simone, thank you so much for joining us again It's been a pleasure having you on And tell everyone where they can find you and what you're up
3: to Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Darren. Fantastic night uh, alongside you. Really, really. Always a privilege. Always a privilege and a big, a big, big, big pleasure. You can find me easily on, on Instagram, on Facebook. And if you know how to read a little bit of Italian, and you should do, eh, because your manager is Italian, you can read my, <laughs> my website, that is footballstation.it. But we're talking about Italian football, English football, but in Italy. So jokes apart. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure, as always.
4: Well, Ricky, Simone, uh, Darren, can't thank you enough. And thanks to everybody for tuning in. If you don't subscribe to this channel as yet, please do hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on an audio platform, Do hit that follow button um, as well. And I'll see you for another Spurs chat video episode, uh, the Leicester game next week, where hopefully we can get back to winning ways and pick up three points and especially have a shot on target. Until then, come on you Spurs.
1: Come on!